Good morning. <laughs> How are y'all? You're chatty Cathy's this morning. <laughs> well, good morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here. Good to have a house full with us this morning. Uh, if you are visiting with us for the first time, we'd like to say a special welcome to you. Uh, we do have visitors cards in the pew. If you'd like to take one and fill it out, you'll just drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. And we'd appreciate you doing that for us. Just a few announcements for you this morning. Um, cake mixes and large cans of vegetables are needed for the Kentucky mi mission trip. If you would like to donate any of, their, of those items, there's an orange bin in the little kitchen um, marked for that. And they need those donations by July the 3rd. There are some vegetables in the atrium if anybody wants some. Uh, those were given to anyone who would like to take some. So there's some bags. You can load up what you want and, and take it home. Uh, if you were a part of the kitchen crew for the 410 project, would you please meet in the fellowship hall directly after church? Um, we have one more meal we would like for you to prepare. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You know, if, but really, if you were on the kitchen team, if you helped in any way in the kitchen, Miss Ann would like to get a picture with you um, so that she can have that and we can have that to show what our kitchen crew looked like. Um, we didn't quite get a, a picture of you guys because y'all are always so busy. Um, so if you would just meet in the fellowship hall for that quick picture, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, a few prayer requests to share as well. We want to be praying for the family of Grace McDuffie. Um, Grace passed away, and that is Rebecca Gaines' aunt, and so we want to be praying for their family. Uh, Grace Berry had surgery on her tonsils and adenoids um, this past Friday, and so she's home and doing well, but we want to just keep her lifted in our prayers. Uh, Joe Schaub has a doctor's appointment tomorrow we want to be praying for. And then Miss Betsy Phillips fell this past week, and she's home, but uh, we just want to lift her up in prayer as well. And now, would you go to God in prayer with me? Heavenly Father, how grateful we are to be in your house of worship this morning, Lord. God, we thank you for the wonderful week that we've had with the 410 Project and all the different ways that we've gotten to serve you. God, I just pray that as we celebrate that today, we would also be reminded that just because the week has ended, our service doesn't have to end. God, I pray that we would continue to look for ways that we can serve you in your community. God, I also pray that you just be with us now and that you help us to focus on worship and celebrating you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm excited. I've got an hour and a half long sermon today. And I hope I can contain it to that. Uh, now, I'm just kidding. But not about the excitement. It's been a good week. If you were able to participate in any aspect of our 410 project, and I'm doing it from memory, so help me if I forgive, a Bible school, our construction team, our outreach team, our logistics team, our kitchen team, our worship team. What? Prayer at our worship team, yeah, yep, but any of the dental, dental, I knew that. That's the one I worked with both days. Anyway, I feel better, at least I forgot me. So, 
uh, our dental team. If you're, if you're here, and, and would you just stand and stay standing? And uh, there's nobody behind me, right? And there's one up, two upstairs, and we are excited about that. If you were able to come to any of our worship during uh, the week, Monday through Friday, would you please stand? If you prayed for us this week, would you please stand? Uh, if you ever prayed for this 410 project, uh, we are grateful that you're here. I just want to say thanks because right now one of the ways to pray is to stand and so we stand before God to give him all the glory, to give him all the praise, to give him all the energy that was expended this week. I thank you. You may be seated. We have a presentation. I'm going to give a disclaimer. We probably don't have every picture, and you may be saying, oh, I'm so excited about one picture, and it may not be in here, because if we had run it with all the pictures we had, it would probably be a 30-minute slideshow, and it's an eight-minute slideshow. So we tried to catch it. We did realize that uh, we did not take a lot of kitchen pictures. We apologize for that, uh, but we've got some in there, and so I'm glad we're going to get that group one. Um, it's just to give us all a flavor uh, the power went out Thursday night for our celebration. I was about to call it off. And they said, no, let's go. Now, I want you to hear what I'm fixing to say. I don't think I spoke more than six minutes during the whole time. Amen? Those of you that were here? Amen? It went an hour and a half. An hour and a half of us just saying, this is where we saw God this is where God, this is us just being together, being God's people. We shared that time in the dark here. Uh, it was powerful. This is, we showed some of that then. We've, we've added some more because some more things happened after that. Uh, and, and like I say, I want to apologize now. So you don't need to come say, well, this wasn't in there. I've already apologized. So, okay, we're good. But, uh, uh, yeah, we tried to catch just so you could maybe get a flavor and I would love to, but we would, we'd go a long time. I would love to bring people from every, every crew up, but I've asked one person to give one testimony, and it's, like I said, we could be here and have a lot, but it kind of captures some of what we were after. Our goal was threefold, and I believe by the grace of God, we accomplished it. It was to serve together, it was to fellowship together, and it was to worship together, and God blessed all of that this week and my prayer is he's moved the needle and the reality will be it's what happens here forward it's whether the needle moved I think it did I'm excited about what God's up to there are three songs that will also have powerful messages as you listen to them I need to thank Jimmy and Becky and Kevin because they all compile different levels of this one PowerPoint that we now are going to watch and uh, see, and, and Kevin has worked even this morning getting it where it needed to be. So take a few moments and watch that, and then I'll invite the person to come. And I'm trying to look and see exactly where this is, so I'll put it back. Right. Okay. Can't help. So, okay.
It's a mama singing songs about the Lord. It's a daddy spending family time the world says he cannot afford. These simple moments change the world. It's a pastor at a tiny little church. Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt. These simple moments change the world. Dream small. Don't buy the lie, you've got to do it all. Just let Jesus use you where you are. One day at a time, live well. Loving God and others as yourself. Find little ways where only you can help. With His great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Dream small.
Someone called your name You turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came And he said, friend You may not know me now And then he said, but wait You used to teach my Sunday school And I was only eight And every week you would say When you said that prayer, I asked Jesus in my heart. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was shared. So glad you gave 
missionary came to your church His pictures made you cry You didn't have much money But you gave it anyway Jesus took the gift you gave And that's why I'm here today I want to start telling you stories about all those pictures, but I can't do that because our time's not up. But boy, I hope they'll just become things that we continue to talk about and remember. Uh, this picture is going to be part of this testimony and how God every now and then gives you a little something. And that was a little something. So I've asked Lauren Mitchell, if she would, to come and, uh, and share a story or two. And I gave her direction, so I won't tell her. And that way I'll give you leeway to do whatever the Lord leads you. Come right. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so myself, my girls, um, my mom, um, we all served on the outreach team this week for the 410 Project. Um, so in the afternoons, um, Monday afternoon, we help put together baskets of snacks and goodies um, and cards for the firefighters, um, and then also help pack um, the blessing bags that would then be delivered later in the week. Um, then Tuesday, we actually started um, visiting the fire stations, and so we took the, the baskets that we put together in cases of water to three fire stations on Tuesday, um, and at one of those fire stations, as we were talking to the firemen that we met. Um, we were explaining what the, the 410 project was about um, and explained that it was based on 1 Peter 410 and we were using our gifts to serve one another. And he said, wait a minute, let me, let me show you something. And so he took us to the back of the fire station um, and there was a truck that was number 410. And the girls thought that was so cool. I think one of them even said, this is a sign that we're in the right place. <laughs> we were meant to visit that fire station that day. Um, so, and then on Wednesday, we visited the nursing home, and we, the girls handed out um, bookmarks to those that could read and that had reading material in their rooms. Um, we also delivered some lap quilts and walker bags to those um, at the nursing home. And so, um, I thought it was important for us to volunteer as a family to show the girls that it's more about, more than just talking about doing kind things for others and just praying for those in need, but putting those action or those words into action and actually going out and doing simple things in our community even if it was just simply taking you know a basket full of snacks and a case full of water to the firm and telling them thank you for what they do and for serving our community and taking care of us or even just saying a simple you know hello to those at the nursing home and tell them that God's looking after them and praying for them um, just simple things like that that we can do um, to show God's love so um, this week we not only got time uh, not only got to spend time together as a family, but also got to, sh got to spread God's love in such a special way in our community. Um, so we, um, this was a great learning opportunity for the girls and for me, and it was a, an eye-opening experience for them, and we look forward to doing more of this in the future. So thank you.
Did you have those numbers of everything? Did you? You're going to do that. There's more to come. There's more to come. You come on up. Uh, I was going to do some more. Just before I pull that screen down and uh, get our choir up here and we get on with uh, the continuation of praising our almighty God, thank you. Thank you. I hope you heard that song. I believe we're to make a difference. I believe we did make a difference. I believe there'll be people in glory because of what we've done this week. And I think, uh, you know, I am so happy to leave all the results to God. That's his business. But I want to thank Flat Springs Baptist Church for taking a week. Uh, I'm going to start preaching, so I'm going to quit. I'm going to say more about it in my sermon. Let's sing. Take your hymnal, turn to 438, Heaven Came Down. Let's stand as we sing the first and the last verses. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you. We praise you. We praise you, dear Lord. 
Please accept and bless these tithes and these offerings to be used for thy kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please remain standing, turn to 436, he included me, and we're only going to include the first and the fourth verse, first and last.
Well, good morning. Is it a good morning? Are you awake? Kinda? Sorta? Maybe? I'm awake. You're awake. Okay, good. All right. So, do you see some of these people around here with blue shirts on? Yeah. Reese's got one on. Berkeley's got one on. Isabel's got one on. A few people out there in the congregation. Do you know what these shirts are for? What? Do you know? What's it for? The 410 Project, yeah. So we just got through with the 410 Project yesterday morning, and that comes from 1 Peter 410, and it says, As each of you has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Well, today we are celebrating as a church family because that is exactly what we did this past week. I'm going to tell you about some of the things we did. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And we're celebrating today because it's Lila's birthday. And you are turning how many? How old are you? Five years old. Five years old. And giving Mama and Daddy a run for their money. I love it. All right, girly. Well, happy birthday to you. We're so glad that you're here. All right. So here's a couple of things that we did this week, okay? 867 meals were cooked and given to people. So whether it was at church or given out to, um, delivered to people's houses or given to the fire department or different people like that, 867 meals. That's a lot, isn't it? 431 cans were collected for the CUOC. That's what Bible school did. And you guys got to do what to Miss Taylor because you collected that many cans. You made me into a Sunday. Yes, you surely did. Yes? Okay, we'll get back to that. Okay, then we delivered, or we handed out 60 blessing bags. So you guys saw in the picture those little bags that people had. 60 people got blessing bags this week. We had 41 kids enrolled at VBS. 16 fire stations were taking little goodie bags, and they were thanked. We passed out lap quilts, bibs, and walker bags at nursing homes. Yards were cleaned. Bread of life was landscaped, and some things were done in the bathrooms there. The dental bus, they saw so many people to help clean teeth this past Tuesday and Wednesday. Crystal, do you know how many people? 25 people were able to get dental work done from the dental bus this past week. We had so, so much going on. But do you know what? Out of all those numbers, you know what the best thing about the week was? Doing all of that was wonderful. Getting to deliver meals and blessing bags and so many different things. But do you know what the best part was? Can you guess? I know. What? What do you think the best part was? The best part yeah, giving all the meals to everyone. But why did we do it? What was the point of doing it? It's taking a whole week to do all of that. Why did we do it? Because so everyone can have meals. Yeah, so everyone can have meals. So we did that, guys, because we're serving, right? 
We're servants for God. And so we did all of those things. We planned and prepared and served all week long so that we could glorify God. And so that maybe somebody who either received one of those bags or those meals or got their teeth fixed, that maybe they could understand that we were doing that because God loves them. And so because God loves them, we love them too. And that's why we did it, okay? So if you see someone this morning with a blue shirt on, or if you participated in the 410 Project, I want you to go up to them and give them a high five and say, good job. You did a good job, okay? okay? All right. Let's say a prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these kids that are here this morning. God, I thank you for all the work that was done this past week on the 410 Project. God, we thank you for all the different ways we were able to serve you, and we pray that even if it was just one life that was touched, God, we just want to give you all the praise and glory for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. From the book of the prophet Zechariah, Chapter 3, these words. Joshua was wearing filthy clothes and was standing in front of the messenger. The messenger said to those who were standing in front of him, Remove Joshua's filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken your sin away from you, and I will dress you in fine clothing. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for taking our sins away, giving us a new purpose in life and a new mission and a new understanding of what is important. Thank you for the way you have used us this week. And we are excited that because you used us this past week in that way, You'll use us this week in a new way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you, choir. Heavenly love. What a wonderful song. Y'all did it well. Thank you. <coughs> Open with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 15. By now, your Bible might just fall open to that passage. And this is our last Sunday out of four that we've been in it. As I knew this Sunday was going to be coming, and because as far as I know, no one's ever done a 410 project anywhere ever before, one really doesn't know how it would go. But I was optimistic, and I was going to be talking about family celebration, and God led that perfectly. We have much to be thankful for this day. We're going to begin to read right in the middle of the story. We've been all over this story for some time now. We know about the younger son and his bad decisions. We know about the older son and his wrong perspective. And now we'll see what the father says as he leads to celebration. So let me invite you, if you're able, to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of God's word. We begin to read in verse 22, and we'll simply read through 24. The young son has returned, and he's done his speech about how he's no longer worthy, but he needs to eat, so he's willing to work and be hired on. And immediately he's interrupted in verse 22, and it says, But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. May God add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his most holy word. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, would you remind us that sacrifice and celebration in Christian walk are connected and give us clarity as we celebrate the sacrifice of this past week that we gave to you. And now as you share with us, we are so grateful. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You know, when you have a birthday, you throw a party, right? Birthday parties are good. Uh, uh, we are excited whenever, especially a fifth birthday. Wow, how cool is that? That's really time to party. But we don't just celebrate that day, right? The celebration is anticipation of the year that's coming until we get together again to celebrate. In our text today, the father has been longing to see this wayward son come home. He's been planning this party in his mind for a long time. He's been anticipating that one day, maybe, this boy would come to his senses. And he would leave the wickedness of this world and return to the joy of his home. That's really what we do in Christian faith is that we, we celebrate when one comes. If, if you ask me hands down 
What's the greatest experience in worship? It's when someone walks the aisle and gives their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and claims him as Lord. It doesn't get any better than that. This father was waiting for his son to walk the aisle. And his son has walked the aisle and come home. You see, the boy needed to be restored or he's going to die. The world needs to be restored because if not, it's going to die. You and I, we need to be restored. Church must become a priority in our lives, not just an option. You see, look at, the, look at the way God set it up. God set up the church, and he told us to worship and to serve here. Christ is the hope of the world. Never get that mixed up. It is Jesus Christ that is the way to salvation. It is what Christ did on the cross that makes everything a reality. But then Christ said he loved the church and he gave himself up for her. And he set us up to be, as Paul would call us, his bride. To walk with him, to be the instrument through which his love would be shared. And I thank you, Flat Springs, for being that instrument this past week. I wonder if there's anybody here today who needs to be restored, who needs to re-enter into the joy of your salvation, who needs to come back to Christ. I wonder if there's anybody here who's never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior for the first time. Then let me tell you that Paul spells it out in the Roman road in Romans 3.23. He says everybody needs salvation. Why? Because we've all sinned and fallen short of God's expectations, of his holiness, of his glory. In 6.23, he warns us that the result of that, of missing God's glory, is death. That's separation from God for all eternity. The wages of sin is death, he tells us. But then he tells us of a gift from God in that same verse. And that is eternal life. And in Romans 5, 8, he says that, in that while we were yet in that condition, while we were yet separated, while we were yet living it up, while we were yet in the pig pen with the prodigal son, Christ died for us. Christ gave himself up for us. That's the sacrifice. And then in 9 and 10, he tells us how to enter into the celebration. Romans 10, 9 and 10. He says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. With the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And we sometimes just say, oh, you've been saved? I've been saved. Everybody's been saved. You don't understand. Do you know what that means if you've been saved? Have you, do you know what that means? That means your name's been recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. That means eternity has been determined and settled. That means you have a home in heaven. Even the homeless on this earth, if they accept Christ as Lord and Savior, they've got a mansion in glory. That's a celebration, isn't it? Well, I'm excited about the celebration. But not everybody likes to celebrate. The older son, he didn't care for the celebration. You remember? He said, I'm not going. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give of that. 
Can I ask us, come on church, do we sometimes say, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I know that might be good, but I'm not going to do that. That might be what we, the church is going to do that. Yeah, that's great, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Come to prayer meeting on Wednesday nights? No, I'm not going to do that. Go to Sunday school? No, I'm just going to go to worship. Go to worship? I'm not going to go. I'm going to go to Sunday school, but I'm not going to go to worship. See how we pick and choose what God would have us to do and be? He didn't want to celebrate. He didn't want all of, you know, if I were to say, how many of us here just want a little bit of God's blessing? We'd say, no, no. We want all of God's blessing, right? Anybody here just want a little bit and everybody else in the church to get a bunch? Well, no, I don't want that. The older son didn't want any part of that celebration. He'd already made up his mind. He was angry. He was disappointed. He was frustrated. It didn't make sense to him. He didn't like it. But God had a blessing. Jesus was trying to tell us, I've got a blessing for you, people of God. I've got a, I've got a blessing for you, world. I want to do something in your life. But you've got to receive it. The older son didn't want to celebrate. But I'm going to say, let's celebrate anyway. And you know what? I mean? I've told you before, and you can read it. We don't know what the older son did. We don't know if he stayed outside and pouted. Anybody here ever pouted? Boy, I saw a lot of expressions on your face right then. I don't know if he stayed outside and just said, No, I'm not going. You can't make me go. I'm not going to be happy for this. Or if he said, Oh, you're right. You're right. My brother was going to die. And I don't want my brother to die. I don't know what he did. What are we going to do? You and I. What are we going to do? Are we going to celebrate? Are we going to say, God, I want all your blessing. I want all that you have. Because here I'm coming to my last point. A sacrifice is what leads to celebration. Sacrifice is what leads to celebration. If you don't get anything else out of this sermon, get this. Sacrifice is what leads to celebration. Let me start in Genesis, in the 22nd chapter. Abraham was told to go into the land of Moriah and take his only son Isaac and offer him as a burnt offering. You remember the story, it's in Genesis 22. It's a terrible story. He tells us that he goes to the end of the mountain, he leaves his servants there, he packs up the wood, he gets the knife. He says, me and the boy are going to go further. You remember the question his son asked as they're walking up? Dad. Dad. What, what? We got the knife. We got the fire. There are probably rocks up there, but where's the sacrifice? Gosh, that must have broken Abraham's heart. Can you imagine? Do you remember Abraham's answer? God will. God will provide. They named that mountain God will provide. And he, that's what Abraham named it. You see, he walked up with a heavy heart because he was about to sacrifice the most precious thing he had. Are you willing? Am I willing to sacrifice the most precious thing we have for God and trust him that it'll be okay? We know the rest of that story. I love the rest. I hate that part, but I love the rest of it. 
You remember the angel stopping his hand. You remember the ram hung up in the bushes. And here's what I want to tell you. Here's the truth, church. He walked up with a heavy heart about the sacrifice, but he walked down the mountain with a celebration because God had provided. You see, that's what we've got. That's the promise of God. And God's either a liar or he's true. And if he's true, we ought to trust him. And we ought to say in the morning, what can I do to sacrifice for you, oh God? What can I give you and trust you to do that? Oh, you remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3? They would not worship the king. They fired that fiery furnace up. They walked in, I can't imagine. They said men were dying as they were carrying them into the fiery furnace. Remember that story? They were dying. The heat was so intense, they couldn't even get close to it. What was going on in their mind? Do you remember what they said right before? They said, King, our God, He can deliver us. But then they got real. And they said, and even if He doesn't, even if we die in the fire, we'll not. They walked into that fiery furnace willing to sacrifice. They walked out celebrating. Not even any smoke on there. You know, I can't even start a little fire without getting smoky, you know. They walked into that fiery furnace and came out smoke-free. I love it says it looked like there were four men in there walking. <laughs> that gets me excited. Daniel, just three chapters later, because he wouldn't bow down and pray at the wrong time. The lion's den, Daniel chapter 6. And he said, I'll not do it, and they put him in. You know, he had a bad night. Of, I, I've just thought about Daniel. I don't know what I'm fixing to tell you. It's true, it's not in the Bible. But, you know, I've been to the zoo. You ever heard a lion roar? And I got a feeling they roar more at night than they do in the daytime. When they dropped him into that den and it started going good, you know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of times those lines were, they, they knew what that meant when they dropped somebody in. They were trained to tear them from limb to limb and to destroy them. It was, it was as much entertainment as it was punishment. And he must have dropped into that lion's den and thought, so far so good. <laughs> That's how we live with God, by the way. So far, so today it's good. Today it's good. Today it's going, you know, we got up Monday and it went well. I said, praise the Lord, today went well. Let's see what happens tomorrow. So far, so good. Every day, every day. I think Daniel must have been laying there. And every time he'd be maybe just, he said, you know, there they are. They're all around me. Those lines are all around me. And I think every time one of them may have yawned, he probably got a little bit nervous. I'm just thinking I would. Every time one of them might have roared, I think the hair on the back of my neck would have stood up. But he was ready to sacrifice. And when the king came the next, when Darius came the next morning and found him there unharmed and let him up, he climbed up out of that ladder as a celebrating child of God's. He was willing to sacrifice. And God took his sacrifice and led it into a celebration. 
In Acts chapter 3, there's a lame beggar from his birth up. He had been lame all his life, it says. And he's been carried to this temple, the, the gate of wonderful. He's been laid there all his life in, in order to beg for alms. That's the only way he can make a living. He's never taken a step in his life. And I want you to see a man who felt his whole life was a sacrifice. His whole life was a disaster. Everything in his life was wrong. And Acts says in verse 6 of chapter 3, but Peter said, I have no silver and I have no gold. Mm, I'm going to get excited here. But what I do have, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow, what a day in his life. And it says, and he took him, to, Peter reached out and took him by the right hand and he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong and leaping up he stood and he began to walk and he entered into the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. His disaster turned into a celebration because someone was willing to be faithful. Paul and Silas, they were willing to stand up for their Lord. And because of it, they were beaten and they were thrown into jail in Philippi. You know, I think, I'm, can I be honest? If they had beaten me and now were throwing me in jail and I didn't know what tomorrow and it was midnight and I was in that jail alone, I would have thrown a Gary McCullough pity party, I'm just telling you. I'm confessing. I'm confessing. Why me, Lord? I've been doing wrong. What, what in the world? Why is this going this way? You ever feel that way? We all have. But in Acts chapter 16, you want to see a sacrifice of men who would not be quiet. They would stand up in the midst of whatever came their way. They were willing to sacrifice their very lives, their very lives for the cause of the gospel. They were willing to do whatever it took. They would not. They said, y'all be quiet and we'll leave you alone. They said, we're not going to be quiet. We can't be quiet. We've got the good news. We've got the church. We've got the good news. We've got what our neighbors need. We've got it. It's the name of Jesus. And about midnight, when I'd be having a pity party, Paul and Silas mm, were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. They weren't having a pity party. They were worshiping the God they were willing to sacrifice for. They were praising the God they were willing to sacrifice for. They were sharing the good news. They had beaten them for sharing it on the street and they threw them in jail and they said, hallelujah, a new mission field. And so they started sharing it with the prisoners. And I love verse 26 because it's often how God works. And suddenly, I love that word, and suddenly at midnight, beaten and hurting and sore and, and bruised and bleeding, and singing praises to God. It doesn't seem to go together, does it? And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Wow. 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 Do you see that? 
They were sacrificial to the point they would go to jail. And by the dawn of the next morning, they'd be baptizing their jailer. <laughs> Isn't God good? And what was a sacrifice became a celebration. It became a baptismal service. He said, not only me, get the whole house. Let's go to the river. That's what God's up to. That's what God wants to do. Paul tells it clearly in Romans chapter 12. It's one of my favorite verses. I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. i got to ask you folks, when's the last time we sacrificed? Because if you don't sacrifice, there won't be a celebration. I'm just telling you. It's, I'm just showing you passage after passage, and I hadn't even got to the best one yet. I hadn't even got to the best one yet. That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. There's your celebration. You sacrifice, and you'll lead you to worship. You sacrifice, it'll lead you to where God wants you. You sacrifice, and God will honor your sacrifice. I'm just about done. I gotta go, but I can't stop without the greatest. The greatest. The greatest. Oh, you already know what it is, amen. You know where it is, amen. You know what it is, amen. You know what it is. Oh, let's don't ever forget it. Let's don't ever hear the story about the cross so much that it just becomes, oh, yes, yeah, the cross. It's just the cross. It's just the cross. No, it's the cross. Jesus took your sin and my sin. Your sin and my sin. The thing that would lead you to hell and me to hell for all eternity. And he put it on his back. And he said, nail me to the cross. Nail me to the cross. Now don't nail Gary McCullough who deserves it. Nail me in his place. Nail me in his stead. I'll take the nails. Let Gary go free. Don't ever the greatest sacrifice of all humanity, of all there is. The only reason I'm standing here today is because Jesus paid it all. The only reason you're sitting here today is because Jesus, he paid it all. Not most of it, not some of it. He paid it all for us. He paid it all. And early on the first day of the week, <laughs> They went to the tomb, and the stone was rolled away. And an angel said, why do you seek the living among the dead? Come see the place where the Lord lay, lay past tense. <laughs> and go quickly and tell his disciples, hallelujah, he has risen from the dead. And we celebrate Easter. Amen. We celebrate Easter. Easter. We celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. There's a celebration in our hearts and in our lives and in our world. And that's what our community needs is the good news that Jesus Christ has paid it all. And there's a celebration here every Sunday because of his paying our debt. That's what we need. That's what this week was about. That's what next week's about.
Miss Ann ain't going to cook for us. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to eat my bowl of oatmeal. Maybe half because of, anyway. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to seek out those who are lost. And I'm going to live before them. I'm going to love them. And I'm going to share the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's do that. Let's do that. 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11 says this. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Oh, Heavenly Father, would you remind us that if we're willing to sacrifice, you'll take it and you'll use it. Thank you, God. For every person who sacrificed their time, their energy, their talents last week to your glory. And God, we just give it to you. We just pray that you saw our investment. And we're giving it back to you, oh God. And we pray it's pleasing. That it's a sweet aroma in your nostrils, oh God. And you're hearing, you're saying to us, well done. Good and faithful servant. And God, would you help us to realize that this coming week is another opportunity to be your people. To be your people in the midst of your people. To be your people willing to sacrifice that they might have a celebration. Thank you for your son, our Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. Our hymn is page 411. Tis so sweet. To trust in Jesus. I don't know what God is saying and how we need to respond. But we're going to open the altar. We're going to open this church for decisions to be made for our God as we stand together.
Just one more quick story. Feeding all those meals generates a lot of trash. And we carry trash off. Well, I think Bill Bovere actually carried trash off so much that the third day, the guy that runs the trash stop brought him the regulations about how you're supposed to use the dumpster because he figured, don't know where you're getting all this trash from. But God just blessed all the big and all the little, everything that, that was done. But the blessing that goes from here is how we give God this week. Thank you so much for giving him last week. It was so obvious. And now we'll give it to him in less obvious ways, but with the same fervor, with the same energy, with the same joy. And God will bless wherever we sacrifice. He'll lead us to a celebration. And now, uh, kitchen crew, remember Fellowship Hall, need a picture of you. Now as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in his power and in his abiding presence that we might be a sacrificial people in the midst of all his people. Pray with me. God, we leave here grateful for your word, grateful for your son, our Savior, grateful for salvation, grateful for Flat Springs Baptist Church, grateful for all that you have done and all that you will do. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.